0: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yo. Welcome hey. back, guys. We are here with the Tiger King After Show here on AfterBuzz. Today, we are covering episode, season one, episode three. And today, I have with me my awesome co-host, Al Gregg. Say hi, Al. Can
1: you hear me? This is your boy Al G over here. What is this like? Day 14 of the apocalypse. You know, I got my Lysol wipes over here. Y'all might y'all looking kind of suspect over there. So let me spray my little, you know, Lysol. Make sure you guys, you know, stay on your side of the screen. Social distancing. And uh, yeah, just (laughs) been, you know, preparing for the
0: apocalypse, fighting fools off, beefing in these YouTube streets. He's always ready. And also (laughs) joining us today is our new co-host. Uh, Cortez Kirkwood, say what's up to everybody.
2: How's everybody doing? I'm just staying hydrated in quarantine. You got to give you a little tiger, a little exotic today.
0: (laughs) Yes, I know we're all like ready and just ready to go with the Tiger King. So, this episode is literally my favorite episode of the whole season. I just think if you get to this episode and you're able to get through it, it just changes so much in perspective with Carol. So I kind of want to get right into it because we have a lot of things to cover. And I actually tried to reach out to Carol as well. Um, so I'll let you know what kind of response I got from her and her team. Um, also for everybody that is joining us on YouTube, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to try to get the live chat up here shortly because I'm having a little bit of difficulty with it. However, um last week we had a ton of people in and when we were talking about everything Um, we mentioned comment after the show, because if you don't join us live, you can definitely comment. We'll respond to you. We had a bunch of people in the comments and I was in touch with a girl from who used to volunteer at big cat rescue. And so we had a lot of people in the comments that wanted to ask her questions and the weirdest thing happened. So unfortunately she's not going to be able to answer our questions, which I'll talk about later. Um, it's just all very interesting with Carol. So we'll just go from there. So let's just start at the very beginning. (laughs) Excited. I want to start at the very beginning when Carol was like 14 years old and just kind of build up until when <laughs> she was like, has her husband went missing, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So, first
1: of all, God bless Carol. You know, any woman who's been through like an abusive relationship, you know, she deserves her compassion, just like I was trying to be, you know, compassionate with Joe and his background. But her story's crazy though, how they met. Like she was walking around at three in the morning and he was just such a nice guy. He he picked it up. You know what I was saying? You know what I think is going on, Jess? You already know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, tell us. Tell us what you think is going on because this is interesting. She was out
1: there. She was a working girl. She was hoeing. You no girl walking around at 3 a.m. you know <laughs> in <her food>
0: <laughs> so guys the thing about this is I was reading on reddit and there are people from Tampa that are like I'm a third generation local and anybody walk any woman walking up Nebraska that late at night it's known for like prostitution so oh my God,
1: that's the kind of woman you definitely got to wear like you know your mask and cover your nose with, you know, where she? but anyway man she's just nuts and I, like I said um I believe it, you know, all sex work should be legal, all drugs should be legal, marry who you want to, as long as you're not hurting anybody, but come on, man. And you know, the, but everybody in this show is scandalous and we'll get into that.
0: Yeah, Cortez, what are your thoughts about, uh, about very, this?
2: Very, very, very scandalous. Uh, the story, uh, what got me was the, you know, she said, he said, here's the gun and pointed at me. And from that point <laughs> to his disappearing, I was like, this relationship was already twisted from the beginning. It didn't really get, it didn't get twisted. It was it became twisted the moment they met. So yeah. uh, Carol, she's an interesting character, you know, just watching her, listening to her talk, even just from that point at the beginning to the end, I, that lady is interesting and I can't wait to hear what you got as a yes. response and from her team. I'm just really dying to hear oh that. Oh my gosh. She's so interesting.
0: So first, guys, I have the live chat up. So if you guys want to talk with us live, please do. I see everybody that's in there now. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, so kind of going back to what Al said. So Carol's an interesting character because she does tell this really sad story about when she was 14 years old, three guys from across the street basically like held her at kn- knife point and raped her okay and so she says after that she ran away at 15 and she ran away. this this is so confusing okay because she twists these stories so this there's a lot of
1: inconsistencies it, in her
0: story there are there are so the story she tells on tiger king is she ran away after that right but there's a podcast where she was interviewed and she said that she was working and it snowed one day and she had to dig her car out of snow in West Virginia. Okay. In West Virginia. And she was 15 years old. This is the story she told a separate interview. She said she, when she was 15 years old, she had to dig her car out of snow in West Virginia. And that day she called up her boss and she said, I'm not coming in today. I'm moving to Florida. And at 15, she took her car that day and moved straight down to Florida. That was her story on another interview, okay? So now on Tiger King, she's saying, I got raped at 14 and I left home. In this other interview, she says, "Uh, it snowed. So I decided I was never digging my car to snow, which I feel her. I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania. We get lake effect snow. It's horrible. But I never said, I mean, I would love to move to Florida at that time of my life. But at 15, I wasn't saying, oh, I have to dig my car out today. I'm moving to Florida. But she did. And at the same exact time, she had to dig her car out. Her abusive boyfriend at the time went AWOL from the army and they hitchhiked to Florida and back. Okay. This is a story she tells on a separate interview for a year and a half. She, hiked, she hitchhiked from West Virginia down to Florida and back, she says. And, when she, and the guy was abusive the whole year and a half. And when she got home, she said she started working for the governor's office. Okay. This is a different story she's not telling on Tiger King. Right. But she said she was 15 years old when she worked for the governor's office, but she, she also got said timeline wrong. Oh, it, it, that's what I'm saying. She said she was 15 when she left. It was a year and a half. She worked for the governor's office at 15. Yeah. Mind you, she's not telling any of this in the show. And mind no. you,
1: you know, also get it how you get it, girl. I ain't go, hey, Miller, you know, I support. You know, we've all come from, you know, damaged backgrounds. And I, even like Joe, that was, everybody in the show is problematic, you know? Right, and I don't don't
0: have a problem with it, but like, don't lie to us. So that happens, right? Then she, so then after all that, she ends up moving down to Tampa and she gets this job working at this place. That's like kind of like a Walmart or a Target. And she falls in love with her boss. She's living out of her car with a cat in her car. Okay, this is the story she's telling on another interview. And she said, Because it was so hot, she didn't want to leave her cat in the car. So she would give it to her boss, Mike, and he would keep it during the day so that it wouldn't like die in the car. And basically she she ended up marrying that guy and he was extremely abusive and she got pregnant um, in 1980. Okay. She got pregnant in 1980. And then on Tiger King, she says in 1981, that's when she was 20 years old. That's when she got in the fight where she threw the potato and she met don lewis walking up nebraska right so she just
2: me out sorry
0: yeah so sorry i had a little bit of trouble hearing you but um basically uh she would have had her daughter by then because she had her daughter in 1980
1: let's not even get into the timeline just because it's a mess i'm sorry but i just gotta jump in here when her husband went missing they her excuse was for not being there. Yo, I was driving around at three a.m. to go to Albertson's to get some milk for the tigers.
0: What yeah. the hell? That was her excuse to the police. Mind like, that you, like <laughs> out of nowhere. I have so much to say about that because there's so many inconsistencies in this story. So, so she, many. So her, so her other husband that she has her kid with. She throws the potato out. She goes. She meets Don. So she's having this like thing with Don for four years before they get married. Right? She's still married to this other guy. She marries uh, Dawn and they basically, this all started because she was at this, uh, this like auction where they were auctioning bobcats and stuff like that. And she was sitting next to this guy and he said he was going to win. He was going to buy the bobcat so that he could base. He's like a taxidermist. He was just going to kill it in the parking lot. And she was not having that, which I'm glad like, go, like, if you love these cats, save them. So she goes to save the cats she buys the first bobcat. The next year she went and bought 56 bobcats and lynx, she said in in this in this documentary. And then the following year she bought 28 at the auction and the following year she bought 22 and by that time like everybody was out of the the fur farm killing animals for their fur, like those types of animals because she had bought all them off the market, I guess. And they started Wildlife Easy Street Wildlife on Easy Street and they were you know doing all the stuff that she yells at Joe for now right feeding cats they were exactly. she, they were letting the customers feed cats they were giving exactly. tours
1: breeding the whole thing
0: yeah breeding buying and selling animals so just what are your guys' thoughts because now she's I, I, my thing with it is like i think everybody grows and evolves and gets to change but she is so hard on everybody but she was doing essentially the same thing
1: i agree and i'm going to fix my screen cortez you go ahead and jump in there man
2: her story are we talking about her as as a, as a, as a as are we talking about young carol or are we talking about which part of carol that's she's married talk, right now you can oh, talk about all her.
0: types of
2: carol she, <laughs> she's married right now okay so i'm okay i want to talk about Dunn. just done into carol because yeah. they were pushing the narrative that you know she was crazy, and that she was basically out to kill him. So he came up with this um, restraining order, which which was denied. And you know what interests me about that is that you know he seemed to be very close and very in tune with his uh, attorney. But um, obviously, I, in the documentary, I couldn't really understand if his attorney was for Don or against him because some of the things it didn't really seemed like he was protecting him, as I feel like an attorney would. You know. Mm-hmm you know, he, Don had a lot of money, a lot of money, he was Fuku's money, so he, his. it seems like he was trying to protect himself from anything that may have happened, like he saw all of this coming, unfortunately it was too late, and it's unfortunate that it took for them, you know, for him to disappear for it all to happen. Right. Her inconsistencies, like you said, they were through the entire thing, you know, she didn't really seem to be sad about it, they talked about how she mentioned it that no one should speak this name in this house anymore. Um, she just seemed very like, not, like, no time, like, for your husband to have passed, she was not sad. I didn't get that at all. Like, it just seemed like she was just like, yeah, this is what happened. This is what happened. Even the story, this is what got me. Her story of uh, the obituary, uh, I believe, and how she was talking about his funeral or something, and it turned black. For that to be an answer, I don't know where or who she paid to cover up her mess, but she's obviously a genius. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because Because none of of these uh, stories. What
1: you said, uh, Cortez, her lawyer pointed out he went and put in his will, if I disappear. Not Mm -hmm. if I die, but if I disappear. And he said, when uh, Carol was trying to spread the rumors that he was, you know, had Alzheimer's and forgetful, none of his friends said that. None of his coworkers said that. Everybody said he was lucid, he was on point. And he was just work. Carol just wanted his money. And I don't know, maybe she loved him in the beginning, but you know, I think that kind of changed in the end.
2: I don't know if she loved him because she- <laughs> Not at all. This relationship. <laughs> she come out of this relationship where she's throwing potatoes. And then she goes into this relationship where she's pouring guns and then they're like married. And then he has all this money. It's just like, I just see opportunities. That's, that's what I got. I think she saw an opportunity. She jumped on it. I don't know what happened. You know, she obviously liked animals. He liked animals. So, you know, it kind of was like a, woo, this is, this is love. <laughs> But I mean, then it turns into this. So this, I just, I just cannot believe that they let this lady loose. I'm just, I'm just taking, taking back. <laughs> I just cannot believe no, right. Well, out.
0: <laughs> it's crazy because she says, she says in her diary, which Joe got through somebody that basically stole it from her and gave it to Joe, that she, this was the only man that she ever loved. But there's something mm. I feel like it just isn't quite right. Like almost like a personality disorder or something that's going on with her. I, I too don't think that, Uh, she loved him. I think it was, I think it's kind of like Cortez said, like, she's a genius. Like she at the time needed out of her situation with this abusive husband. She didn't have any money. She didn't have anywhere to go. She meets this guy. She like spends these years talking to him. He's rich. She needs money. So she just ditches the old guy who's abusive and and goes and moves in with this guy, which I can't blame her. Right. Like you want to get out of that abusive relationship. Your mother, you, you know, you don't know what to do, but you can't just then go on and then just kill your husband.
1: <laughs> and that's fine. Let's say, you know, some marriages marriages are transactional, really. I agree to, you know, do this. You'd agree do this. It, it's all good. But the, what really blew it for me was after he died, she broke into the office and started stealing all these records. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody else off the will and got yeah. a new, uh, who do you call the guy yeah. who, uh, who correlates the will, um, a new, mm-hmm. uh. I don't know. I can't. Well, think she of
0: changed the executor. Yeah, from her exactly. Exe- New executor. Yeah, from her, his executive assistant to her. Like, Where to
1: the original records?
0: She stole them. Yeah. They're gone, right? Because that's what that's what the assistant said. She said they were under my desk or they were in my desk, uh, two copies of them or something like that. And they were both gone after the break-in, which they found Carol in there, and then then they never saw him <laughs> since. It's like, <laughs> how? <laughs> I don't understand how. Carol's that- in
2: there creeping like. <laughs> <laughs> Looking <laughs> around.
0: That's exactly. So what let me like. let me.
2: I want to ask this. Okay, so what? Because they they brought in the story about Costa Rica. You know they tried yes. to use that. He was talking about Costa Rica. They found the van, which is seems like most planet. I'm not really sure. What? This is just, this, I guess, a question. Where do you think? What do you think happened to Don? <laughs> Where is Don? <Dunn?
0: laughs> I on. think they so fed they him
1: down. to the tigers, man.
0: Same. <laughs> I really think they did. Like, I think she killed him. I'm not sure how, but it's just all, it's all really like too much to be a coincidence that he said he was going to get divorced and she threatened to kill him. He got a restraining order. He gave it to his executive assistant, said, if anything happens to me, like open this and give, or give this to the police. And then he goes missing. No one ever hears from him again. She's making up all these lies and covering her own ass, but like nobody else is sharing the same things about his brain going She tells all these crazy stories about his he had his license to fly revoked, but he got in all these other plane crashes. And, um, you know, his lawyer was like his planes would never make it to Costa Rica. So she definitely had to kill him. Drove her in the van out there because she also said, Oh, he said he was leaving early, early, early the next morning. Well, you were out at 3 a.m. and then you said he left several <laughs> hours later. So, how early is early, early, early? Because I would say early, early, early he was is out like 3 a.m. So <laughs>
2: yeah, like 5 maybe.
0: But you were More in the van at that time. But then you said several hours later was the last time you saw him. So when the I van
2: broke th- down, right? Or the, the, she said, they said the, the, the car, the van broke down like while she was going to get the milk, right?
0: Yeah, but that's the same van that ended up at the um that ended up yeah. at the at the airport with his briefcase and his and his keys in it. <laughs> she yep. killed him, staged that whole thing, and she fed him to the tigers because guess what? If you don't have a body, you can't like you have no evidence.
1: All I gotta say is the one thing that came out of this, you know, unfortunate tragic incident was Joe's diss record. Oh my god.
0: Did you seen <laughs> this video? That's that's what Doc Ansel loved. He loved yeah, it. That look exactly like Eric Here kitty kitty. Eating meat to the tigers.
1: <laughs> and then she had the police. It looked just like and the police come looking oh, it around. Did. They, she had he has a dope ass like battle rap record.
0: <laughs> he does. Cortez, what do you think happened to Don?
2: I think she, I mean I guess at this moment it just I mean in in many situations, you know, bodies could be dumped places or Burned or whatever, but I mean, tiger having tigers, I mean, anything at that point, it's just easy just a little blood, a little injury, and pew. yeah, you saw what happened. You know, later on, we'll talk about with with his leg and the, the cologne,
0: yeah, <laughs> so exactly. I'm sure a
2: little blood spill would just make them just go crazy. So, I guess so. That's
0: what one of the, I think, one of the lawyers was saying, um. There, like, if if the tiger itself killed him, there would be blood and everything all over the place. And I don't know because I don't like regularly watch tigers kill humans. But um, yes. Pe- then there's. It's the- hard for it to yeah. know
2: if you're not like in that because I don't. I work in IT. I don't really know anything about the animals other than my dog. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know what how they splatter. But I mean, just looking at how they fed the cat, cow- fed those like almost the Cows. comp cows. Yeah. I mean. What's a human? <laughs> yeah,
0: well, but I think she killed him first, and then she fed him. I don't know if you guys yeah. thought she straight fed him to the to the um, animals.
2: I don't think it would just the the animals would just eat him, just like hey, here's my husband. Yeah, she had to have totally. done something, you know, to get yeah to chop food. it up, just like yeah. do
1: from Scarface.
0: So do you think she put him in the grinder because his? <laughs> His kids wanted him to, wanted them to test the DNA for the meat grinder, um, to see if his DNA was in there. What do you, do you, guys think that was too far out there or that's a real possibility?
2: That could have, that could have been the way to get him to eat his mean, meat, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it makes sense, but she showed the grinder. I, I just really don't know how she fed him to him, but I, I think that she did. Or, do you guys believe Joe's other theory that she's under the septic tank? That she's what? Under the septic tank of one of the properties. <laughs> All
1: I know Joe is has so many theories that and of <laughs> Dan's body.
0: Remember, yeah. you said,
1: I'm trapped in the septic tank.
2: <laughs> Joe. <laughs> yes. Joe was... Joe made that whole situation like less like, oh my God. It was actually very comical because he turned the situation, he was so adamant that she had fed him to the tiger. So yeah, <laughs> kudos to Joe. We have a that. lot of people um,
0: commenting in the chat and JCG says, while Carol tells her story, it was written all over her face, guilt. Carol had to start a wildlife rescue after her role using exotic animals for profit. And then and then we also have stars aligned in the chat and she says remember carol said that she had two imaginary friends which were white cats. <laughs> so I mean so actually somebody else mentioned that she might have had like a victim complex because she you know she had like some trauma that happened. Actually stars aligned mm-hmm. said that too. And and that could definitely be true because that is really traumatic at 14 years old to be raped at knife point. Like when she tells that story, like you cannot have you cannot not have compassion for this woman. But yeah, you also can't just murder people.
1: Yeah, but like
0: most people might have
1: (laughs) one individual friend. You know, difference between me saying, "Hey, this is my friend Donnie Darko over here."
0: She had two. I mean, if you guys are like super interested to know more about Carol, there is an interview with her online and it's just so interesting because if you watch the tiger king which i've watched when it first came out and now i'm rewatching she tells on this show is different than the interview she gives and all the people surrounding you know don are saying opposite things than she's saying so it just makes it really hard to believe her um and so i guess that's probably also why she's getting so much backlash on the internet
2: well, it's just—I mean, it's just a mystery. Like, you—you—you can't—you you can't, you can't have—you know—everyone saying that this woman is this, and then he disappears. You know, there's there's so there's so there's so much evidence, except for a body. Everything right. lead, everything without a body. Okay, there's no case. But there's so much evidence, so many people testifying and saying the same type of thing, and but you have no body. So it's just like she—I just as I watch her on the document, I look at her. I just want to see like her. Her like, I feel like her eyes like wink, like healthy, healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like. I don't know. Like she's this. It's just so crazy. I don't know how. I, I don't know. I, just, I can't live knowing that my husband has disappeared, or if I have. Been, I don't know what. She, it's just. It baffles me. It really does. Right. I, the whole that whole episode, I was just like, no, no, nah. no. I just was like, nah, Every five seconds, because nothing crazy. was consistent. None, none of the story made sense. And everything just led back to this one woman. This one woman, that's it. Nobody else.
0: Exactly. So I actually tried to reach out to her um, when we first started this show because I was like, I'd really like to get her perspective because she has been going out. Well, she's been really angry about this because she thinks Netflix did her wrong in this. Right. So I kind of wanted to hear her side of the story. So I reached out to her. She didn't respond to me directly, but Susan Bass did. And if you remember who Susan Bass was, she was the one, woman in the um, documentary who was hired by Carol to basically stalk Joe oh, when he man. was going from mall to mall. Yeah. And we, she says, thank you for your interest in Big Cat Rescue. Carol's not doing interviews at her at this time. Here's her statement. And basically she writes this huge long statement, which you can also find, because she also refers to her website because she put a web a, Similar statement online, but she said, when the directors of Netflix documentary Tiger King came to us five years ago, they said they wanted to make a big cat version of Blackfish, the acclaimed documentary that exposed the horrible abuse taking place at SeaWorld and other similar parks around the world. A lifelong animal lover, I was immediately drawn to the possibility of exposing the misery caused by the rampant breeding of big cat cubs for exploitation and the awful lives of these majestic creatures and the awful lives these majestic creatures are forced to endure in roadside zoos and backyards if they survive their time for petting. And she then goes on to say there are no words for how disappointing it is to see that the series not only does not do any of that, but instead chooses to be salacious and sensational as possible to draw in viewers. As part of that, they devoted an entire segment to 23-year-old lies and innuendos suggesting I was involved in my husband Don's 1997 disappearance. I will not, and then she goes on to say, I'm not going to use this platform to further give Netflix attention. And then she sends a link that you can go to on her website, which after the show, I'll put in the comments so people can go read her. uh, It's like a 3,000 word essay or like blog post about- you know, how angry she is at Netflix for all this, because she did not know she was going to be portrayed like this, which is funny because the Netflix people are like, well, we asked about her personal life. Like she was answering these questions. She was, you know.
1: Until it's there, you just got to keep shooting. And if she keeps talking and she keeps talking, that's her own fault, man. She kind of hung herself.
0: That is such a good point you bring up, Al, because that's actually what the guy that was making the show said in one of the first episodes. He said he didn't know, like, kind of that it was going to take this turn until he was with that guy that had all the snakes. And yeah. the one guy opened his mm-hmm. door and he saw, like, some type of big cat back there. And he's like, I had no idea, like, it was going to go like this. So it's really good to have your perspective on this. Yeah, you know, like, I'm
2: sorry, that's the just... point of a documentary mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it shouldn't be scripted, you know, so... Totally. I don't know how she would have. I don't. I don't work for Netflix. I can't speak for them. But to hear <laughs> her say that—that that just says, like, okay, you thought they were. You know, you like you said. You, you were asking these questions. All these questions about his death. So whether it's portrayed or not, it's it's really just the material. Like, look at the material that's there. It, it looks what it looks like. It was Without, what it was. You're right. It was what it was. Can I say this though? <laughs> but what about the other documentary that got
1: torpedoed? Who was the guy who was the behind the scenes producer and all his footage
2: got oh. blown up? What was his name again,
0: Al Rick? No, we yeah. will get Rick, to Rick, Rick next Rick. episode because, okay. yeah, oh, I love Rick, I love Rick, he's so great. But, I don't um, have so
2: much to say about Rick, but yes, yeah, so we'll so talk about
0: him ne- <laughs> next episode. All right. which, which, everybody who's tuning in, stick with us because after this, we're going to do right after this, we're going to cover episode four and we'll talk about Rick and, and how all of his stuff gets destroyed because it's just insane. But another thing I wanted to bring up, which I found was really interesting when I was digging more about Carol, is I was on Reddit just reading all this stuff. And I connected with this girl who used to be a volunteer at Big Cat Rescue. And I asked her if she wanted to come on the show, and she didn't want to because she wanted to be anonymous. And, but she said she'd be willing to ask, answer questions. So I had been in talks with her all week. And I kid you not, after everybody wrote in all their questions, thank you, everybody who wrote in questions and submitted them to me. She literally went like disappearing off Reddit. Like she deleted her entire profile, all of her posts, everything. So then I went on to read more and people started questioning why did, because she did a question answer on Reddit herself Mm -hmm. and that whole post went missing. Luckily somebody screenshotted it. So they got some of the answers, but people are like questioning, like, why did why is it gone people think that it was actually carol going on and because the girl was actually like really pro carol so they think it was carol going on pretending she was somebody that worked there
1: she had a and, burner account
0: yeah basically
1: <laughs> but other
0: people think that like cheryl and her crew of people like like literally like surfed the web for these people and like threatened them to like get them kicked off or something but this girl was very pro carol so i can't see that being the case this girl did tell me she was getting harassed a ton because I mean, of her.
1: And here's where it blew up in Carol's face. Honestly, it blew up in both their faces. Uh, Cortez, Jess, and I were talking about last week about getting into these feuds with people. It's a pissing contest. Really, nobody wins. And the way she came at Joe, as far as this holier than that, we know Joe's crazy, but the way she came at him is you're holier than that and trying to stalk him. It's like if I see somebody over there on the corner talking to themselves, I'm gonna leave them alone.
0: I'm yeah, not gonna go yeah, we, over and say, hey, what are you doing? We, what are you doing? Is illegal?
1: We, Did it stop? And then, so he went all the way in and then she went all the way in. And I think the, the PR backlashed on her for the Netflix scene. She probably was, wasn't expecting that because her money won her all the lawsuits, but uh, not in the media. Right.
2: Yeah, no, people, I mean, if you, I, I've seen articles like all day over TMZ and different type of blog. And I see, you know, people are trying. People are very much so anti Carol. She is definitely the villain, <laughs> yes. uh, in in this documentary. And you know, I don't want to say it sucks, but you know that I don't know how she wouldn't think that this would turn on her, like in looking that way. She she obviously that lets like, you know that she really probably did it, and she probably is is having an ease mind that she did it because if she thinks that it was going to be a positive look for her, I, that's just crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, any final thoughts on this?
1: episode three all about carol all about oh. carol yeah um i don't know what to say it's like a, the footage kind of speaks for itself but again i want to emphasize that obviously both her and joe i'm i'm actually i'm developing a little bit more sympathy you know her she comes from a problematic background too and hurt people hurt people so that's all this was. This is like a, a chain of events where like nobody wins. You could tell her and her new husband were like sitting up there stressing, dealing with this case. It's like who wants to deal with that, man? Right. But she wanted to. The husband wanted to settle. Remember Gosh. that point? And she was mm-hmm. like, "No, I don't care if he doesn't have any money. I still want him to make reparations." It's like, all right, now we yeah, see she's out
2: to get him. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she wants to. She's taking this. I think. I mean, they both take it to the level. He, you know, both did. He was both shooting did. at her she's, dummy. He was shooting at her picture. Yeah. She was just like, no, no, no. I want to take you down, take you down. And he's just like, like watching him He was more like entertaining to, to watch yeah. actually. She was more like, uh, let me go take us to court and hurt you where it should really hurt you, you know? So
0: yeah. Now we'll get into all of that next episode because we do have a yeah. lot of uh, legal battle between Carol and uh, Joe. So yeah. before we move on to the next episode, we're going to move on to Al's special segment. So Al. Okay, let me
1: just get off a couple of shout outs to Jess from last yeah. week yeah um, in the comment section oh my god me and Jess there was a ton of people in there commenting so I want to give a shout out to is it Blika 325 uh, Luciana Olivia John or John uh, Dopey this is just for the second episode I couldn't even get to the comments in the first one but yeah but out of my special segment yeah ladies and gentlemen being that we are in the apocalypse and I'm down here, you know, in this dungeon, haven't been out the house in two weeks. And <laughs> man, my landlord, he cut off the washing machine. I'm oh, wearing like oh, the same clothes I had on yesterday, man. Oh. I don't even have no clothes Is on anymore.
2: I'm like sitting right Carol. here hoping <laughs> the
1: camera don't pan down, but you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for the apocalypse. You know, I, I got my shank, you know, I got my hammer. I got my sword. You saw my sword, Jess, I forget that yes fools are out there in the comments trying to beef with us so you know let you guys know i'm not that guy to beef with man we love all our commenters but this is somebody else man you know i'm the type of guys like you come trolling in our in our chat and i'll be like knocking at your door I'm like hey what's going on <laughs> what you doing you have something to say <laughs> all right now that i got that off let me get to the uh animal apocalypse segment um we the current theme is the apocalypse, the animal apocalypse, and also what I'm going to call the animal apocalypse is uh, hashtag uh, animal apocalypse and quarantine and chill. So I've been going through all these stories about these animals basically going crazy. And we also see, though, just with the show, that you could be a person and just go just as crazy. I think Joe and uh, Carol were crazier than the tigers. But anyway, let me get this off. Okay, last week you talked about the zombie ants and then the seagulls. This time, I'm going to talk about the head-banging cockatoo. Gosh. <laughs> oh, cockatoo. Uh, a sulfur crested cockatoo named Snowball inspired a scientific study of avion dance. Snowball went viral on YouTube when he burst into spontaneous dance to backtrack of the, of the Backstreet Boys. Intrigued. A team of scientists played other songs to the cockatoo and found that it consistently synchronized his movements to the beat. Okay, so Snowball, you know, got some moves. Snowball even came up with a brand new dance move, improvised different movements, they're calling it, to go with the specific tunes. The researchers suggested that Snowball's dance moves indicate that humans and birds may share certain musical, social, and cognitive abilities. Which I totally agree, man. Because the only thing that we's like getting me through now, man, is music. And you know, I don't know how you guys feel about music, but I listen to it every time I get up. And when I hear a song, it takes me back to when I'm little. It takes me back to that moment and, and that memory. It's it's really on a, on a deeper level because uh, it hits your subconscious. You know, yeah. it, it 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 goes beyond the beats. It hits your chakra. You know, so. Anyway, there's another animal acting crazy in the apocalypse.
0: (laughs) Thanks Mm -hmm. so much, Al. And then really quickly, we have some news and gossip. There's just so much surrounding all of it. Mm -hmm. So if you guys have been on social media this week, you've probably seen that BuzzFeed reported that Doc Antle was on stage with Britney Spears during her 2001 VMA performance of I'm a Slave for You. So she, he has, yeah, well, he had a tiger. So in the part where she has the snake, if you look in the background, you'll see Doc wrangling a tiger behind her. I will post it to my social media. I'll post it to Twitter. Um, And if I can post it in the comments on YouTube, I'll do that too. So that was the first thing that surfaced. Then the next day. Barstool put out an article saying that the next year in 2002, Carol Baskin was spotted sitting next to Britney Spears at the VMAs. The (laughs) next year, and there is this woman sitting next to Britney that looks exactly like Carol and she's decked out in like her signature leopard print. (laughs) Like, there's no way it's not Carol. However, Vanity Fair reached out to Carol to find out if that picture was real and if that was her. But a representative sadly informed them that it was not Carol. So guys, I will also post this. Please tell me what you think, if you think it's her or not. It looks exactly like her. Somebody must have Photoshopped her in or they're lying because it's definitely her, so.
2: Did she, did she have her signature headband? No, no, she
0: didn't have the headband.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought she, she you know, didn't. That, that's a Co- the Coachella look
0: yeah She, she by the way
1: I, uh cortez you haven't seen jen in her signature headband jen made these memes of us where she put mullets on her heads, and she has the little carol headband on so i want you to I bust that out Jen. I, I
0: know i need i need to get to get uh some type of headband to put on so i could be uh, full carol and jesse
1: real quick i like your blouse i like your leopard print blouse yeah hey yeah so and
0: and cortez's tiger print oh it's so oh, man it we perfect.
1: all in this we all in this
0: we are so guys i just want to give a shout out to everybody in the live chat J- jcg beautiful boy stars aligned the lean uh my dad jeff zaner's in the chat thanks dad Lori taylor beautiful boy thank you guys all so much for joining us stick around we're gonna move over to um season one episode four next and talk all about rick kirkland and the law Ooh. and everything but before we go Huge shout out to everybody at AfterBuzz for just taking care of us during this time, pushing the social distancing, telling us to stay at home so that we can be safe. We hope that you guys are all being safe at home too. Stay home, take care of yourself and your family. Let's try to get this quarantine done with. We're taking it pretty seriously here in California. So I hope you guys all are taking it seriously too. But huge shout out to Bree, our producer, for just getting this together so quickly for us. Yeah, Bree and
2: Free. and
0: you guys too She's also for,
2: winged leopard
0: yes i know she is <laughs> and you guys also for you know joining us live and and being with us to talk tiger king um again stick with us because we're going to move over to episode four so al tell everybody where they can find you hey
1: everybody it's your boy al gregg you could find me on Al you can find me on ig at yeah. alg alg letters alg at jamaica house <laughs> film so definitely hit me up in the chat I love all the comments and sorry we didn't get to everybody. Another show, we're going to get to all the comments from the previous week, but we appreciate it. And let's keep it up and good looking
2: out, you guys.
0: Yes. And Cortez, tell everybody where they can find you.
2: You can find me on IG as well. It's at stupid wild tears, just like wild Joe. (laughs) (laughs) And hit me up. I'm there. I'm just as wild as the tiger.
0: <laughs> ah, yes. Ah, ah. <laughs> Great. I'm Jesse zander You guys can find me all over social media at Athletic, and stick around. We'll be covering episode four shortly. Right.
1: See ya. Our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first; we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows.
2: Whatever you crave,
1: we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup.